We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to No Other Pod. I don't, I don't know what week we are in quarantine edition anymore. Five. Time is a flat circle. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. Welcome to uh, to No Other Pod. Dan, how is quarantine life going this week? Uh, same old, same old, man. Just uh, checking in with family on Easter. Ha- Happy Easter to everyone. Happy if that's the bunny day. kind of thing you do. If you're Good on Friday, Animal Crossing. Ash Wednesday, whatever. Passover, I don't know. All those holidays. Jesus has risen. Is that something people say? It's a Catholic thing? I think so. Yeah. And then we go to church and we eat him in the form of stale crackers. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> so... No, nah, man. No, I, I, I was good. This uh, Zoom stuff's pretty crazy. Been checking in with family since that's the only way we can talk to them. And uh, my mom's offering to make us quarantine masks. She's like, do you want Chief's fabric? And I'm <laughs> like, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're offering, sure. We've yeah. kind of just been using those sporting uh, bandanas, yeah. robbing trains, like we said last week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is what it is, man. I went to uh, to the grocery store wearing... Um, I didn't have a mask yet, and I was like, for some reason, I was like, I don't know if I want to like mess with my sporting KC scarves. Like, <laughs> I, I I value them too much, so I wrap it around your head. Right. Well, some people suggested they're like, do do a sporting scarf, and I was like, I don't know that I'm gonna Sounds... be able to make that work. So it was even more janky. What I did is I took a pillowcase and I wrapped the pillowcase around my face, and I tweeted a picture of it, but I looked like. I don't know what I looked like, but it was ridiculous. And I was like, I'm going to walk into the store. You don't have a bandana? Store. I don't have a bandana, no. Um, Dude, I think I'm going to break out. I have a D-Generation X bandana, and oh, it says, go. suck it. There, there you go. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's I'm showing you on Zoom oh, I right saw now. That. I've tweeted I know it what out. That was. Yeah, that's a pillowcase. So That looks pretty professional. I thought it was like. A ski mask of some sort. No. Well, what I did do, because I don't actually have a legit mask in that pillowcase, I was like, I feel like this is very, like, porous fabric. I don't know that this is actually any better than just me walking around generally. So I saw Charlie Hustle was selling three packs of, like, Heart KC masks that they had made. Had like It's like a legit mask and just has a little Heart KC on the side. It was like a three pack for 25 bucks. And then they're like, for every pack that people buy, we'll donate to frontline workers as well, too. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll... 
I'll get one oh. of those. So that's coming in the mail that? at some point. Twenty five bucks for a three pack. So that's but not you, terrible. You got the donation on top of it, so you're yeah. like, it's not really a waste of money at all. Right, you know? and it's a local company. There's a donation. Yeah. I need a mask anyway. I'm not going to find one on Amazon. So I always feel better about that. I'm like, okay, it's going here. Like, yeah, three for twenty five sounds ridiculous. I know when I could just <laughs> go on in there buy some bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. So I mean, oh, at least I'll I'll have I some. Up. And <laughs> I fucked up. Hold on. You got your, sorry, uh... guys. If you're watching the video, I was stuck in my hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the only one watching this video. Spoiler alert: We are testing video, so Whew. I don't know if we'll get this one out on YouTube. But that is our goal here during quarantine: is we will start getting video versions of the podcast up on. The No Other Pod YouTube channel. What if we did live on YouTube? Is that a thing? That is a thing that we have to figure out how to do at some hmm. point. I'm just... Because it wouldn't be any different than just doing what we're doing. Right. It's just live with probably two people watching. Right. So I don't know if we'd be able to do, yeah, exactly. do it through uh, through Zoom. Be my, or if be we'd my have to, wife and your brother, the only yeah, people. Exactly. We'll just be <laughs> trolled the entire time. Um, yeah. Do... Uh, I guess we could do it through Twitch. I've never been on. Tw- I don't get the whole Twitch thing. I've never tried it, but why not? I thought that was so. just for gaming, but I guess it's for Who more. Knows? I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm an old man. I thought I was tech savvy, and you know, I'm trying to learn Twitch. I don't understand Bro. TikTok. No, so. I don't. I don't want. I heard it's pretty addictive once you get into it. So I'm like, I'm not gonna. So do I feel that. like you'd be like a good TikToker, like doing all dances uh, and stuff. Like you'd come out in like a different wrestler outfit every time, and it'd be like, "Oh, this week it's Drew McIntyre doing a TikTok dance." Except it's Daniel Kuzu dressed as Drew McIntyre. Why do you got to pick the guy? <laughs> Why do you got to pick the guy who wears the least clothes? I mean, that's obviously what I, I had you wearing his his jacket over the speedo. Don't worry. Oh, okay, I was like, the dude wears a speedo and boots like that. That's not fun. That's the obvious. That's how you go viral on TikTok. So right, the less clothes, oh, the better. God. I guess I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, it's a. Uh, SNL did did a fully remote show this past weekend. Yeah. And they had one thing that was cracking me up, man. It was Mikey Day and he was a Twitch streamer and it was like it would be me if I if I was uh streaming my games, dude, cuz he would spawn <laughs> right away in Call of Duty. He'd be like, "All right, here we go. What just <laughs> happened?" Like he'd get killed immediately. Yeah. That's that's what I would be like too. But then he goes, "All right, all right, we're going to stream a little Super Mario Brothers." And it's like, did it, did it, did it, did And he dies on the first Goomba. <laughs> he doesn't even jump. <laughs> it's the best. And he's yeah, like, Mom, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. I've been watching uh, John Oliver. Always, always sure. love watching uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Uh, with the rat, the rat porn. John. They're trying to. F- at John Oliver wants your rat erotica.com. So, yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, a ridic- everything's ridiculous right now but you know it keeps you sane i guess it's that's the only way i get news is john oliver yeah i mean if he tells me to be outraged by something by god i'm outraged it's it's pretty actually though not to go too much on a side tangent we do have soccer stuff to talk about this week but yeah it's funny how john oliver um is like that now and it's kind of how john stewart was back in the day too like 
John Stewart was actually a pretty trusted source by our generation for news content, knowing that like he's not going to be delivering it in like a traditional news format, but also he became a trusted enough source that if John Stewart was telling you something, even if there's humor involved, he's going to be giving you important information. And I feel like John Oliver's kind of that same way now. You know every week when he does his main story, there's going to be ridiculousness involved. There's going to be humor involved, but also you're going to get a lot of really valuable, important information. So. Yeah, I just love when they spend money on like the craziest shit. Like, didn't they buy uh, Russell Crowe's like thong or something or Probably. Uh, underpants they just from the Gladiator Museum? Twenty thousand dollars to get a picture of two rats about to have sex on a bed. So that that's a hot picture. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you, that painting was woke. So a bottle uh, of KY up on the up on the ledge. It was weird. Yeah, it was strange, especially considering it's from like the early nineties or something. So <laughs> yeah. um anywho, if you haven't watched it and have no idea why we're talking about rat erotica photos, go watch last week tonight with John Oliver. Uh it'll all make sense. Or none of it will still make sense. But maybe know. it's free on HBO. Is that uh they're offering free stuff now? I don't know if that's one of the free ones, but I do know that they Probably usually not. take a lot of like at least his main segment that usually ends up on YouTube. So Yeah, they'll throw it on their Twitter account too. Yeah. But very cool. Anywho, we do actually have speaking of ridiculousness, we have a review this week. Oh man. That I do want to read because, you know, not to not to put you know, one review above another, but this review kind of went above and beyond the standard review format. So why don't you go ahead and let the people know, bro. Smith of snow gave five stars and said, it's a no other pod poem review, but I kind of want to, I kind of want to wrap it. I mean, it <laughs> oh God. cause isn't rap essentially a poem. Sure. So I, mean, I have read this a bunch rap. of times. Dan mentioned briefly in passing one time, I kind of want to wrap it, but to my knowledge, this has not been practiced. So I mean, call and response i i could do a line and you could do a line and you're coming back to me and hit him with the jimmy you know it'd be <laughs> i don't think that would go well <laughs> <laughs> Woo! okay if you're gonna try this to wrap says, this i'm gonna let you do it i'm not gonna wrap it okay. i'm just gonna say it just read it in a natural this review voice. this review takes the form of a little ditty written late at night with a shake and a shimmy about a trojan named mac after the jimmy who was new to both the kansas city this rating five stars like a YouTube kitty. I don't know what that means, but it sounds dirty. Given late at night with a shaker full of booze about a vegan named Big Daddy Daniel Coos, who was grew blue in Capital City. Topeka, well done. <laughs> Both love soccer as they met in blue hell. Both debate talking touches, which isn't that odd. As big fans of sporting club, they wanted to pod to share joyful wins or tears when team fell. Their efforts at first were nothing but the worst, but their passion was clear and they never showed fear. They tried and they tried, slowly hitting their stride. Mac in the lead with facts and smart words. Coos follows up with jokes, songs, and double birds. <laughs> <laughs> Together they make a great pod team. Together they make the cauldron daydream. For Wednesday, for City, for no other pod. That says something for a duo I applaud. Smith of Snow, man. There you That's go. That's good stuff. That's pretty cool. His double birds, like... Flat out, like middle fingers? Yeah, I think he's saying that oh. you're just, you're an anarchist who just causes chaos. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Burn it. Burn all <laughs> of it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, Aren't you kind of that person? Don't you kind of, say you see some drama on Twitter and you're like, 
I shouldn't, but I'm gonna click this thread and go see. I want to go see the hidden comments. Oh, I will observe the anarchy from a distance. Oh, sure. I, oh, I will never participate. Yeah. Sometimes I'll cause it and then run away. <laughs> Other times I'll just be like, "Was was this person being racist about? What's this?" Yeah. It's probably a NASCAR driver dropping racist words on iRacing stream. So. Marissa showed me that today, and I was like, I was so posh. I was like, "You're like 29 hours late." Mm. Yeah. It's, I was like, "That was two days ago." <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a, a rough week for for sports and sports adjacent things and and racial derogatory terms because we say sports because we don't know what those are anymore. Right? Yeah. I mean, WWE they had their legendary announcer. Um, it's not Jim Ross. It's the other one, Jerry the King Lawler. King dude uh, yeah. said something That's not surprising racist That's who he is. about yeah an Asian performer. Um, and yeah, it's the least surprising thing in the world. That doesn't make it acceptable or okay. No. Um, dude, I've been watching these old WrestleManias and it's just, it's rough, man. Hearing him talk yeah. the way he does about the females and it's not and good the race and it did not age well, but they tried to no. get away from that stuff. And then they bring him back for some reason, which he's 70 years old in the yeah. middle of the pandemic. Why is he flying Why is he there? He's not Orlando. essential. Yeah. But it did yeah. send me down a rabbit hole where I, I didn't know this happened. Cause obviously I haven't been a, a huge wrestling fan. Um, but when I, I guess what was it ten years ago, a little more, when Vince McMahon dropped an N bomb on a telecast, and uh, it was part of a, a, a yeah, it's out there, it's on YouTube. I found it. I'm gonna send it to you later. He was talking to John Cena, and he and he just casually drops it, and John Cena gives him a weird look, and he walks away. And then to make the whole thing worse, because it's all part of a bit, the camera pans to Booker T, and he's standing there, and then he's just like, "What did he just say?" And it was like all part of like a WWE bit, and I was like. I feel like that didn't need to happen. So Booker T, man, he's like, he's the he's different. He's like a personality, and he's like a company company man. Will do anything for the company, but also kind of tells it like it is too. Yeah, it's uh, sucker. Yeah, so you know, not surprising that WWE doesn't necessarily have the best reputation when it comes to political correctness and not saying racist yeah. or misogynistic things. But hopefully, they get better. So yeah. Well, that's all there is to watch now. I de- tell you what, because my quarantine double chin's coming in. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to go on, on walks. I just ordered, I told you this before we started recording, but I just ordered a yoga mat because I'm going to yes. start trying to do yoga in the mornings. You want to grow your hair out with me? My hair's going to grow whether I want to or not because we I ain't going to grow it out, dude. So, I'm talking like old style Zeusy hair. I don't know that I would look very good with classic Zeusy hair. You might have so. to grow a beard out too. It would be you'd have those long red locks. Yeah. Well, no. See, I, then I'd look like a worse version of Alexi Lawless, and I don't want to do that. So, um, <laughs> you would look like Alexi Lawless. Yep. I uh, I tried to do like I was calling it my Corona beard um, for the first couple weeks of quarantine. I was like, I've never had a reason or a time where I could just not shave and see what happens. So, not going anywhere. Now's the perfect time to see what happens. And I let it go for like two, two and a half weeks, and it was not filling in very well and just became more annoying than anything, and I, I gave up. Yeah. It's like, I can't do this. It's That's the only reason I've been shaving, though, to like maintain this sense of normalcy. I feel like if yeah. I did grow out my whiskers, I'd, I'd be like, well, I'm just I'm a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. But what am I doing with my life? You'd end up laying on the couch in the same clothes for seven straight days, not shaving, not showering. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd be on my, my work call in the morning. With no shirt on, eating potato <laughs> chips at 8 a.m., you know, yeah. on video. <laughs> yeah, on video. But you'd have a nice virtual background behind you on the Zoom, I'm sure. 
So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, let's talk a little bit of soccer because um, there, there. I mean, obviously, there's no games or anything, but but there's a. I guess you could call it a little bit of news on on the league. Um, it's more like there. I guess it's closer to no news, but Major League Soccer did on Tuesday release a statement as far as uh, returning to play. Um, and so I'll just read it here real quick. It says, Major League Soccer continues to regularly evaluate the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, including how it will affect our plans for the 2020 season. Although we hoped to return to play in mid-May, that is extremely unlikely based on the guidance of federal and local public health authorities. Our goal remains to play as many games as possible, and while we currently have enough dates to play the entire season, we recognize at this time that it may become difficult to do so. We continue to learn more every day from the medical experts, and we expect to have additional details in the coming weeks regarding when we can return to play. As we have throughout the process, we will update our fans with every decision, and we thank them for their support and understanding during this extremely challenging time. So, I guess that's kind of like a the news is we have no news type statement, but that's it, man. I mean, come on, we weren't really going to return on May 15th, were we? Or whatever it was. I mean, never it's bad, dude. They got college football talking like, uh, we won't play, you know, it's going to be 2021, you know? Yeah. Um, it's rough. It's rough. You know, I, good, good point to jump to Kyle Orenberg's question, asking if we're all just going to be baseball fans, (laughs) uh, if they decide to do their baseball thing in, in Arizona. Yeah. Which yeah, probably we're all gonna stand out for baseball, man. It's been weird. Like there, so there was that idea of they were building like the baseball city in a bubble in Arizona, and I think that kind of got like shamed into non-existence because that kind of got floated around, and then everybody was like, "This is a terrible idea." So baseball's like, "Okay, we won't do that." And then they started had the idea of like, "Well, what if we just have people play in their spring training sites, and we'll have a Florida league and an Arizona league and." you know, we'll just do it that way and it'll be a whole bunch of realignment. And then that sort of kind of got pushed to the wayside. And now MLS is saying, we don't know when we're going to come back, but it's probably not anytime soon. Um, the NBA, they're trying to come up with a plan for how they could come back. Once it becomes possible, they have like a whole like 25 day plan to, to resume basketball, but they don't know when they'd be able to put that into place. So the governor of California today said he doesn't understand how there could be any sort of at least any sporting events with fans through at least August, if not more. So it's, that's crazy, man. You almost want to say, is it safe to say like, we're not playing major league soccer this year? Like that's kind of what it feels like. I'm starting. Yeah. Like I almost feel like I have to tell myself that because I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than disappointed. Um, right. Like I don't, I don't see a way right now how we could safely, even without fans, have sports return, because regardless of the intentions, there's just going to be so many people traveling from all over the country to each other. You know, because even if it's only quote unquote essential staff traveling with the team, I mean, you're still going to have what. 40 people maybe like between the coaching staff and the equipment staff and the medical staff and the players and that's just for a major league soccer team traveling from one place to another uh if and and if one of them gets sick then all the testing that has to get done and potential strain on healthcare systems like until we get testing until we get a treatment of some sort until we get contact tracing i just and we're far away from that all of those i don't see how it's possible that we can responsibly have any sort of sports return 
But then again, Florida on, what was it, Sunday, Monday? I guess it was Sunday. Said that sports are considered an essential service. So Florida wants them back. That's weird, man. And they said that about WWE saying they they provide a, a benefit to the Florida economy. And really it comes down to like, their contract with USA network and stuff. It's like, I don't understand, but uh, everything, everything's really irresponsible right now. And, uh, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get other people sick. Yeah. Um, just sucks, man. I, 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 there's There might come a time where you and I just aren't talking soccer on this podcast. I mean, this might transition to, uh, G- weekly jimmy and dan <laughs> variety hour. hour i mean yeah <laughs> variety hour so which is kind of what it's become right now there's like a little bit of soccer we'll throw a little bit in there and then yeah. we'll just be whatever we want ah. yeah it's you know we're doing the best we can this is a good outlet for us during the yeah. week hopefully it's a good outlet for our fans like we know not as many people are probably listening right now because it's not strictly sporting kc but we also yeah. know that there's oh, a them. pretty good amount screw of people, people that are listening our og fans those are still there so I didn't mean Um, screw those people, but you know what I mean. (laughs) We're going to do it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll be here. You know, who knows what we'll talk about week to week, but we'll keep talking. Um, The MLS soccer did talk to Bob Bradley as part of a Zoom call with reporters. And and Bob Bradley, you know, he's sort of like a a figurehead, like de facto leader of coaches just because how good LAFC is in his history. And, you know, he said, um, I miss the game so much. I miss training every day. I miss the games. Most of all, I miss going into the stadium, looking around, feeling the crowd and the atmosphere. Um, But if that's not possible right away, I still think it's going to be important that we show our fans that the game is going on. If it's without fans, it's not forever. Um, So he's kind of saying that, like, look, this sucks and I don't like it, but, you know, if it's what we have to do, we have to do. But also at the same time, hopefully we can get – a version of the game going even if fans aren't yet able to be there which is less than ideal but at least we'll have something to show them via tv which i think everybody hopes for it's just a question of when is that reasonable and responsible it's still not though i mean you still got 22 guys like sweating all over each other and breathing on each other when defending it's like that just doesn't seem right right now yeah. Well, and I know I know we're all selfish and you got people thinking it's because of the 5G towers and whatnot and <laughs> crazy. My stepdad asked me what I thought about that and I said, "Well, I think it's a lot of crazy people making up crazy stories." Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know." I was like, "Stop. Don't don't go down that conspiracy road with me." <laughs> no. Yeah. 5G towers have nothing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whoa. Getting choked up. Uh Whew. 5G towers have nothing to do with coronavirus. Spoiler alert. So It's the best. Um, it's the best to hear, though. It's like microwaves, man. Cancer. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I say that with anything. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I just, like you said, I, I don't see how anytime soon there's a responsible way to bring it back that doesn't put people at risk in some sort of way. And I know yeah. we can't do this forever, and there's reports that like vaccines might not come until 2022 or whatnot. And and I hope, Jesus, I hope I'm right there with everybody where I hope we can figure out a way to do this responsibly, to let us get back to work, to let us be able to go out. And I know it won't be the same, probably ever. Like we'll probably never go back to exactly how it was, but well, we hope not, right? I mean, I, yeah, 
you don't want to go back to that way. Right. Yeah. Hopefully we can take things and learn and, and make a better society after this, but no one's going to shake a damn hand ever again. Right. You have a job interview. You're just like, Hey, what's up? Just going to like <laughs> bow to each other. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. Very, very cultural. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, we'll all be curtsying. Um, Hey, does your, does your vacation, do you, does it carry over or do you lose it at the end of the year? So mine carries over, thankfully. Damn, you got one of them jobs, huh? Yeah. See, I don't. My whole company is going to, everyone's going to be using it in November because they've been waiting for the co- the country to open up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I my old job, it used to only be like you could carry over a week's worth of vacation, but any other vacation you had to use up. I double checked at my current job and yeah, you can just sort of stockpile your vacation and, and use it whenever. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I had some trips planned over the last few months and upcoming months and obviously have taken none of those. will be taking none of those. Don't know when travel will happen again, but I don't know. It's a, it's a strange time, but mm-hmm. trying to do the best we can, obviously. Um, there's no soccer to watch, but obviously there is EMLS and Juan Cousin and Alexander are going to compete in a EMLS tournament special. Um, and that's so that's cool, man. Yeah, it's going to take place over the next five Sundays at 6 p.m. CT Central Time with national television coverage on FS1 and live streaming on the Fox Sports app. Cousin kicked some ass over the weekend against the uh, Nashville player. Oh, yeah. I did watch that. They played three games. Uh, he got beat in the first game and then uh, won the second two games. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I'm don't. i going to butcher his name, so forgive me. But Haney. It's very German. Haney Mukhtar? Mukhtar? Yeah. Something like that? Something like that. Um, but I couldn't hear him. They didn't have him mic'd uh, at all, so that was fine. But well, that's kind of weird. It was fine. I checked it out. Cousin's uh, pretty good on the ball, but you start picking up on on his uh his little mannerisms uh or coozisms if you will he, he calls calls himself coos he'd be like come on coos and i'd be like what is this what is this <laughs> i haven't heard anyone else ever call themselves that because that's me i don't get it but then he would be like uh oh, what did he say? he'd go ay 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 over and over he'd say ay 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 um that's pretty funny but the, yeah, I, uh, later that night, they showed an, an old game on Twitch as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, uh, remember the Houston Oh, game they were doing with, with the commentary? Were they doing player commentary on that yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting watching all, all the players play this MLS stuff. Um, we had a question here, I know. Um, I'm trying to find it. Where did it go? Um, now I'm not going to be able to find it. The one when I'm looking for it. So, um, oh, here it is from Eric Martinez. Um, referring back to the EMLS match that Alan Pulido had, what is your takeaway from the starting 11 he chose? Just curious to think about. And so I, I went and looked back. Um, this was from a couple weeks ago. And from what I can tell, his starting 11 was, uh, he had himself up top, obviously. And then he had, uh, Johnny Russell on the right and Daniel Shallowy on the left. His midfield was uh, Roger Felipe and uh, Gianluca Buzio was starting at center attacking midfield. And then um, his back line was Felipe uh, Martins and Ilya Sanchez. 
at center back next to Botan. Felipe Martins? Sorry, Luis Martins. Oh, okay. I was like, who the hell is that? Not Felipe Martins. I don't. Yeah. That's <laughs> confused. It's, I'm having, it's been a day. Um, yeah. Luis Felipe. I combined Felipe Gutierrez and Luis Martins. Um, Luis Martins, Ilya Sanchez at center back next to Botan, Barat, and then Zussi at right back and Tim Ilya at uh, goalkeeper. So. I don't know that there's much to read into that other than people do crazy shit on FIFA, but <laughs> I I didn't even I didn't watch it, man, because the only part that was in English when he said Sporting Kansas City, uh, <laughs> it was hard for me to. I don't know because he he got real animated like as he was playing. I I I was like I'm trying to keep up. I only had two years of Spanish, <laughs> couldn't do it. Like I can't can't keep up. Oh, hold on. Now he might be changing his starting lineup. So maybe that wasn't his starting lineup before he played. That was a starting lineup he chose. And now I'm watching him choose a starting lineup. And unless he's screwing around with it again, he might have chosen something. It looks like he chose something a little closer to real life here. Because now I'm seeing him pick a lineup where uh, he still had – no, he put Beasler in on the back line instead of Ilya. But he got Gotti Kinda up in the midfield. So who knows what he did. I don't know. I wouldn't read – long story short, I wouldn't read too much into his FIFA lineup. Yeah. I don't think that means anything. But uh, it is an interesting thing to watch because it's, again, closest thing we have to sports is watching this or NBA players play horse in their backyard can't do that man i just can't do it i'll 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 continue watching old showtime shows you know yeah um kyle orenberg did ask uh thoughts on doing some sort of tournament to decide the season in uh in the late fall and so this kind of uh he goes on to say we could switch to the european schedule play home games in the cold climate cities in the fall and then in the spring and play all the games in the winter stadiums and warmer climates. And so this kind of is on the heels of, I don't know if you saw Don Garber talk to Taylor Twellman, um, and he said that they're looking at everything from tournament formats and neutral locations to an abridged regular season, um, you know, playing further into the winter, playing behind closed doors and MLS studio games, he calls it, quote-unquote. So, um, I don't know, would you be satisfied if we had, instead of a season – more of like a tournament style like maybe instead of a regular season it's basically like we got a weird mls version of the u.s open cup yeah sure i mean it's it's something but you know if you lose it just hurts that much more it's like oh you might as well should have just not come back at all you know <laughs> well and it's weird too because then i feel like if you win it like i don't know that fans would really like I mean, I guess they'd be kind of happy, but it's not like that's a trophy that you're going to look back on in years to come and celebrate. Like, oh, we won this weird coronavirus tournament. Like, that's <laughs> never going to be a trophy on par with an Alaska Cup or the Supporter Shield or anything. Right. So, I don't know. It's it's weird. I I think MLS and I think every sports league is going to do whatever they can to have some sort of season, whether that means a tournament or an abridged regular season or what. I think it's just a question of when and how and at how much are they willing to sacrifice next year to get something done this year. Because whether it's basketball or MLS, like at a certain point, if you go too late, it's going to start impacting the off season and potentially the start of next year. So yeah, I don't know how that'll time work. Time will tell. Yeah. But, um, let's see here. Um, 
Jay Harris asks if uh, if games are played behind closed door for the rest of the year, do you think Sporting should offer a refund for season ticket members in need of financial assistance right now? Um, you think they will, or they th- you think they'll say put it towards next year's season tickets? Well, so that they, they will definitely, I'm sure, push that. That will be their first choice. Is they'll just say, "Hey, you know, we're gonna." I bet what they do is they would say, "We're gonna automatically roll over your payment to next year." You don't have to do and then anything. Fine print. Say, but give us a call if you yeah. don't if, like that. Yeah, exactly. So who knows? I mean, uh, maybe, but that just yeah, business first, man. That's just kind of how how it goes. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be calling up and offering people financial assistance right now because they don't yet yeah. know how many games they'll have. I'm sure if you were to call up your season ticket um, account rep and say, "Hey, I lost my job. We're really struggling. Like, can you work with us?" Maybe they will. I don't know. I would hope so. But Maybe. Are we supposed to be getting like some money this week or something? The stimulus checks are supposed to start going out already, I think. I don't know when Pretty they'll cool. actually I, hit your bank account. I saw some guy was waiting on his check, and lo and behold, it was an $8 million deposit. I saw something like that went wrong. Yeah. And he was like, wait, I what? was like, yo, I hope he talked to the bank, obviously, because they'll put you in jail. If you take yeah. that money and go, you're you're done. Yeah, if you get $8 million deposited into your account, if you get any large amount of money deposited into your account and you don't know what it's from, you can get in very serious trouble if you don't say something. 100%. So. Yeah, I've seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful with that. Um, let's see here. Another question that we got, and this was kind of a big story. Um Jeremy Morgan said, what's your take on the Fox bribery charges regarding the FIFA rights, and uh, will they rebid? Mm. Um so for those trash dude that's trash fifa's trash right fifa's trash fox is trash everything's trash everything Uh, for for some of you who who may not know there's obviously been a bunch of controversy surrounding fifa and bribery for many many years um and the whole cutter world cup 2022 thing has been sort of just you know rife with controversy um and very recently, um, two former senior executives at 21st Century Fox Corporation have been indicted over their alleged role in a multi-million dollar bribery scheme involving kickbacks to FIFA officials in exchange to broadcasting rights for the 2018 and 2022 World Cups. Um, basically, it said that um, these two people... Uh, relied on loyalty secured through the payment of bribes to advance the business interested of business interests of Fox and obtain confidential bidding information to win the US broadcast rights to those two World Cup tournaments. So uh it's not great. And it just That's uh, trash. That's shows. unbelievable. Yeah. But here's my surprised face. Right. <laughs> like I'm it just I'm just like that sounds it's about par for the course, I guess. Yeah. I I just my my first thought was I was like, so you mean to tell me that ESPN could have had the broadcast rights in 2018 and upcoming 2022, and there's a chance that Alexi Lawless would not have been on my TV screen? Like that right. that was where my mind. Although, uh, who would you have instead? Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman. Taylor Twelman. Um, and and uh, John Champion. Adrian. WT, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just. Uh, I, I, nothing surprises me with FIFA, so I don't think this will impact anything with with Cutter. Even though I, that was like obviously a rigged bid, 
they're not going to change. Nothing's going to happen. No, they're just going to be like, hey, this is the thing that happened. Oh, cool. What are you doing about it? What? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just... What do you mean? It's a mess. Um, these two executives have since pleaded not guilty, but, you know, they're going to get hammered. You should do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is kind of crazy, though. Um, their bails were set at $15 million each. Ooh. And I know that, like, they probably got plenty of money and they're probably trying to make it so that it's just tough for them to get out. But it it is kind of crazy that, like, that's a that's a huge – I've never heard of a bail set at $15 million. Even for, that's like, like some Better Call Saul cartel killers. money. Right. So You watch that show, Better Call Saul? I've seen parts of it. It's one of those shows that I need to sit down and watch because I love Breaking Bad. Okay, so. if you do, then you would love this. Like the new season right now, man. It's they're all good. Every season's good. Yeah, yeah. It's something that I just need to kind of sit down and watch because you know it's one. I'm I'm all caught up in Westworld now. I'm up to current. Oh, so um, how about this new season? It's it's very different. I like yeah. it, but it's different. It almost doesn't feel like the same show. No, I'm like, oh, y'all are just doing a whole different thing now. That's what happened to the park. Are we going to even discuss that? Right. Yeah, it's... It's uh, just now Nazi Germany? Yeah, this, so they took you to one of their other six... Because they always said they had six parks. Um, they did say that? Yeah, and, but you only okay. ever saw Westworld until season two, where you saw like a very brief glimpse samurai of like the, the samurai world and a brief glimpse into like the jungle like hunting world. Mm. So now, yeah, you have like War World, they call it, where... It's like World War Two. Um, Do you like the Game of Thrones reference in that recent episode? Yeah, so there's like a medieval world apparently, and yeah. and the creators were in there. Yeah, and that was yeah. cool. Um, so I think that we now know what five of the six worlds are. That still means there's a sixth world out there that we don't yet know what what exists. Mm. But I don't know. It's, it's weird. weird. I'm so happy to hear that you're caught up though. That's so we we can talk. Yeah, yeah. It just it feels like such a different. It's a great show. Still, it just feels like such a different show. Um, yeah, I love that Aaron Paul's in it too, man. He's uh he's killing it. Aaron Paul's great. Marshawn Lynch is in there for no apparent reason. Beast mode, man. <laughs> I Why love his shirt. You? His shirt that lights up with whatever emotion he's feeling at the time in the show. Give me that shirt. I, I and put put beast mode in everything on my television because <laughs> that was. I was like, I feel like I know this guy, and yeah. I looked him up. And I was like, oh, Marissa, you had him on your fantasy football team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's it's a nut show. Like, the acting is so good because it's crazy that Evan Rachel Wood can play Dolores like she was in season one. And then to Dolores in season two, which still had some of Dolores season one in her. But now in season three, it's like totally different character almost. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what, when I said that we're this podcast might transition away from soccer... This might be what it transitions into. <laughs> a Westworld review show. And um, TV in general. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, the other show I'm I'm just watch- glad you have HBO. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also watching The Good Place, if you haven't watched mm, that. Uh, it's, I have it, not. It's, it's good. It's four seasons, 13 episodes each, and each episode's like 22 minutes. Um, right. But it's the guy who did The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yep. So. It's a good we, one we, too. We just started that new HBO show, Run. I keep seeing the ads for that. So, yeah. is it good? It 
Phoebe Waller-Bridge is on there as an executive producer, so I was like, I'll watch anything she does because Fleabag was hilarious and mm-hmm. Killing Killing Eve is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different, and it, it, the first episode opened up a lot, and I'm like, I'm excited to see where this goes. Okay, because it was like kind of creepy, kind of sexy. Hmm. It's weird. Okay, I know uh, Succession is supposed to be really good. I haven't watched that yet, but that's on my list. Get on it. So Get it. That's probably next after I finish the Good Place. H- I will go to Succession. HBO shows should always go to the top of anyone's list, I feel. Right up there with Showtime. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? I've seen a few people point this out. Is like, you know how bad the last season of Game of Thrones was? Is that we are literally stuck in our homes with nothing to do but watch TV. And I have not seen a single person suggest the idea of rewatching Game of Thrones. Because everybody is so mad at how that show ended. That'd be quite the commitment, man. That's quite a few seasons. Episodes are all an hour. It is, but uh, so much of it is so good that I would go back and rewatch it if it weren't for such a disappointing ending that would just make me angry. Do you have Showtime at all? I don't have Showtime. No. Showtime. I've been been wrapped up in billions, man. Billions makes me want to go trade stocks. Yeah. Um, Billions, I've heard, is good. Succession is on my list. Um. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Succession's um, been delayed now. Has it? There's along with Barry. You gotta put Barry on your list. What's Barry? Barry's with Bill Hader. He's uh, uh, he wants to Bill be Hader. an actor, but he's also a hitman. Well, so the other show that I want to watch is um, Brockmire on IFC. I don't know if you've heard, heard of it. That. It's it's got yeah. Hank Azaria in it, who he did a lot of the voices in The Simpsons. He was mm-hmm. um, Scuba Cloud in Along Came Polly. Um, That's right, but. <laughs> He's, about that. he's supposed to be like an alcoholic old-timey like baseball announcer and it's supposed to be a hilarious show um and i like hank's area so i want to watch Absolutely. that too. um have you watched we got a question from zachary harden uh via direct message have you watched sunderland till i die yet I haven't. Is that on Netflix or Amazon? I think it's on Amazon, and there's two seasons. And I know Johnny Russell makes a brief appearance in one of the seasons um, back from his— Because uh, he's on the other team. Yeah, his his championship days. Uh, I've heard it's very good. Okay. It's like a good it's, inside Is it kind of like a hard knocks type thing? Kind of, yeah, but it's like through the actual season because it goes like through like transfer deadlines, and it gives you like an inside look into how the club mm-hmm. is run. Um I'd be interested in that because I, I, I love me some hard knocks. Uh, I tend to watch every HBO sports documentary that ever comes out. Yeah. The so. scheme is one I still got to watch. So Kind of cool. That's very cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Sunderland till I McMillions. die. watch McMillions. You going to watch McMillions? I will watch McMillions too. Um, yeah. There's just so much. I watched the Tiger King like special that came out on Sunday. Did you watch it, that? So did we. It was bad. It was such a pointless it's episode. Joel McHale. It was just Joel McHale, like, low-key making fun of them to their face. Right, making fun of them and himself. Like, at one of he them... He was just like, he was like, hey, I see you have a shirt on now. Yeah. I just... Uh, <laughs> oh, and he said, and now uh, now we've proven that there is no job I will not take. Right, there's that. And, <laughs> and he asked one of them, like, what's it like to be a celebrity now? And, and the guy was, I think it was the guy with no legs. And he's like, uh-huh, I'm not a celebrity like you. And Joel McHale was like, I haven't been a celebrity since 2009. So, <laughs> and I did the math. I was like, "Oh, that was like community days, right?" Yeah, yeah, right about then. Too funny. So it's, uh, yeah, it was just Joel McHale and his dry humor, pretty much making fun of people to their faces. But I don't feel like we I really learned anything from it, which isn't surprising. 
but it was all it was nothing we didn't know already i mean it's a and then fox just did a special on monday night and i'm like do we do we need to watch that i don't know there's gonna be the whole investigation discovery show about carol baskin and people are taking advantage i mean rightfully so people are having them on their podcast they are low-key celebrities and i'm like right why right I guess the only thing I did learn that I didn't know from from this special episode is when they were talking to, like, the campaign manager dude, who I feel kind of bad for because he sounds like he's all sorts of messed up from, like, seeing um, the Travis guy shoot himself. Uh, But he he mentioned there, he was like, I'm not sure that Travis actually meant to kill himself when he did. Like, I think he just was so strung out on drugs, he didn't even realize that the gun was loaded. Um, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at the time. Yeah. No, I don't think... In the original documentary, I don't think they alluded to that, really. I think they kind of left it as he just killed himself. But, um, yeah, he's definitely saying now that based on, like, what Travis said to him before, that, like, he doesn't – he thinks he just was so high that he didn't even realize what he was doing, which is just even more depressing. So It's rough, man. Um but yeah, Sunderland Till I Die. So to answer Zachary's question, I have not watched it, but I've heard it's great. Heard nothing but good things. Two seasons, right? There's two seasons? I, I think it's the second season now, yeah. Um, so And it's kind of like... Hmm. Um, I'm surprised we haven't watched that. That seems right up our alley. I mean... it's Yeah, it's one of those where I'm like, I know, I got to watch it. I would love it. It's great. Um, and so like the season that just came out is obviously talking about the last full season because they sort of do that thing where they film through the full season and then release it kind of like they did with uh, last chance you on Netflix where like they'd release it and it was always the previous football season, but gotcha. So his other question was, uh, do we have any personal thoughts on if MLS should adopt a promotion and relegation system? So I think we've talked about this maybe a little before, but do you want to give your thoughts real quick on what you think about pro rail for MLS? little bit i i don't like it i don't i don't want to uh go play in in usl stadiums i don't want to host usl teams i think it's cool to do it once a year in the occasional u.s open cup game um but i think the owners will all agree with you too like it won't happen peter vermese has been quoted i think he cuts the interviewer off every time when they're like what do you feel about pro rail and he just goes no he goes it's not gonna happen there's no way you you can't do that because no one wants to fight to get 10th place (laughs) you know i think so my view on it is like in a perfectly idealistic world like sure i like the idea in a vacuum where there's no like realistic pressures or anything put on the system but i do not see how it's possible in the u.s definitely right now going to force usl teams to build bigger stadiums well so that's part of the problem and not even just usl so like it'd be one thing if like you had pro rail between like MLS and USL once USL got big enough. But like what these people want is like people who are the pro rail advocates want like a full true pro rail system where, you know, call Valley FC can work their way up to MLS or whatever the division one is. And there's just not the infrastructure or support or funding or anything in place for pro rail in the U S right now. Nor would these billionaires who are spending $300 million on expansion fee rights ever agree to risk their multi-hundreds of millions of dollar investment being relegated out of the top league and losing that television revenue and ticket revenue and all that stuff. So, 
It's just weird. My my recreational team has kind of a pro rel situation. If you if you win your division, they will bump you up. Yeah. You know, if you're dead last, they're gonna bump you down a division. You know, based on your however many wins and losses you're getting, and uh, it's not fun to be promoted. If you if you think you belong at, in that division, and now you're going up a division, it's like whoa, that was borderline difficult for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go play these all stars now, okay? Yeah, and I think you know, look, I, like I said, I get especially if you're a fan of a team in a lower division that you're kind of frustrated that you could never get your way up. But look at a team like FC Cincinnati, who was always competitive in in the USL, um, was selling out thirty thousand plus seat stadiums. They came up to MLS, added some MLS players, and were still historically bad because there is just too much of a gulf right now between even the best USL teams and the worst MLS teams. It's just not not reasonable. So, I don't know. That's that's my good question, but I think that's my thought yeah, on that. Yeah, it's the debate. You can talk about that forever, and by all means, don't post anything on Twitter because people will come at you. Right. Yep. Don't. <laughs> Ted Westerfeld and his army of, of people who are crazy. And there seems to be, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, do they have anything better to do? Apparently not. So I've accidentally had people come into my mentions from the pro rel for USA army. And it's not fun. So, I remember that. And you were just like, do I need to delete this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> not great. Um, a couple more things I want to hit before we call it quits i'm pretty sure we said on a pod either last week or the week before wouldn't it be cool if sporting kc shared like recipes or nutrition or whatnot that players have during the and season workout videos yeah well sporting kc on april 9th published sporting recipes eat like your favorite player and they started publishing uh, recipe saying, ever wondered what healthy and delicious food sporting Kansas City players relied on throughout the season? Now's your chance to eat like a pro. And then they started publishing recipes of like glazed salmon, protein powder pancakes, PB banana smoothies, which Pause. is cool. But... PB banana smoothie. They don't say how many people that's for, so you assume it's one serving. Look how many scoops of protein powder. Yeah, four to six scoops. Dude, if you take six scoops of protein powder... Oh, eight scoops of protein powder and then oh, an additional optional four to six scoops of maltodextrin powder. Yes, eight scoops. So if you take that, most protein powders are right around 20 grams, let's say that. 160 grams of protein in a shake? Sometimes that... Dude, that's too much. You are not an Olympic bodybuilder. I yeah. mean, that's they got to say that shake has to be for like six people, right? Or eight people. That, I mean, that, what I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's that's like a shake that you drink right after a full game. Like you just ran Ooh, around for two hours so nonstop. And yeah, I mean, I don't. Sounds like a chalky shake. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I'm looking at this and you're like a half bottle of body armor, two spoonfuls of bananas or two spoonfuls of peanut butter, four bananas and eight scoops of protein powder. It's not enough liquid for eight scoops of protein powder. No. It's not enough liquid. No. One scoop usually needs like eight ounces. So, so I don't, I don't get it. That's going to be just like, it's a typo, right? I, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's a graphic they made you, and someone approved Now you got people at home probably trying this out and they're just like, sporting players drink this. <laughs> if you're out there listening to this podcast right now, please make the PB banana smoothie exactly to this recipe and send a picture of it to us so we can see what it looks like. 
Well, now you've now you've used twenty five percent of a thirty serving jug that costs like forty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't understand. I'm I'm real serious when it comes to my supplements and my food, and I'm just like, my my wife goes, "Don't try that." I go, "No, not at all." And I don't exactly know what maltodextrin powder is, but I can't imagine after adding eight scoops of whey protein powder that adding an additional six scoops of maltodextrin powder will make it any better. Bro, you can get poisoned by over consuming anything. You get protein poison. Yeah. So it's a real thing. You can get water poisoning. Yeah. Uh freaking waterlogged, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. That doesn't sound that great. Um, now the salmon, I was like, mm, I kinda miss my fish. The salmon it's been looks a while since I've had a good fishy. Salmon looks pretty good. I mean you got it's a it's a, a lemon soy coriander. Mm. Salmon fillet. That's. I used to make salmon burgers. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's good, good old stuff. salmon patties. It can be good. Now I eat grass, <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not a fan of mushrooms, so I'm I'm not with really? the mushrooms. No, mushrooms yeah, and olives are though. are two of my least favorite things. See, I'll eat a I'll eat a ton of Kalamata olives where I'll I'll just get all puffy because I'm sodium filled. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, you know, I know we're, we're just about here at, at time, but I do want to... Carter Hastings asked kind of a fun question. Um, completely and totally off topic, but I want to hear your top five lists for some items. And he gives us some ideas, so maybe we just pick one now. But his, his suggestions are top five lists of breakfast cereals, streaming services, players you love to hate, potato chip flavors, or anything you can quantify into a top five list. Hmm. So... I'm not a cereal any- guy, but I, okay. I can do streaming services for sure, easily. Okay, so let, we'll do streaming services this time. We, we've talked about streaming services before, but we didn't really rank them. So maybe we'll finish. I'm, I'm deciding this on the fly. Maybe every week we'll pick a different random thing to do like a top five power ranking list of. That's pretty cool. And we'll just each week have a different random power ranking top five list of yeah. something. So, Absolutely. Let's start with streaming services right now. You want to start with like five four three two one and go back and forth as like this is your number five my number five your number four my number four or how do you want to do this Mm, i mean i was thinking because my top two i was thinking have got to be hbo and showtime okay and i I, you know rankings a little tough i think i could just pick five you know i'd want to throw the wwe network in there because of how much i how much classic content they have on there and every freaking pay-per-view come on i've been watching every old wrestlemania it's bananas Okay. Uh, then when it comes down to the other two, I mean, you got to go with Hulu and Netflix, right? May- mainly because Hulu's deal with FX. Okay, I I hear you. Um, that's interesting. So you you have some definite different ones than I do. Um, well, those top two, I mean, HBO and Showtime. That's that's premium. Back in the day, you used to have to watch those channels on a fuzzy screen, listening to. Softcore pornography. <laughs> See, I don't have Showtime, so that's not 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 on my list. Um, did, you, did you do that back in the day? Did no. you turn to the station and it was like super fuzzy? Me neither. I just totally heard about it <laughs> uh, from other people. Didn't have HBO <laughs> growing up. Didn't yeah. have any of the premium channels. So, um, but here, so you left off one that I'm surprised. Uh-oh, I'm going to call you out on it in a second. Um, I think I would put. I'm going to put Amazon at my number five because I, I, there are some good shows on Amazon that I, I, I like. Um, you sure. Know, 
So I, I have that in there. Hulu at number four because it's it's a classic one I, I like. Um, Disney Plus is on there for me. At I number haven't three. utilized it as much since they haven't really developed any new series. Like there, I was into all that insider stuff. Have you seen the uh, the advertisement coming out for or for the new series coming out here soon? Um, what's it called? Prop Masters or something like that, where it's um, yeah, it's it's a new show where it's I'm, I'm trying to find it right now so I can tell you exactly what it is. Prop Culture is what it's called, and it's all about um, it's an original series all about some of the artifacts used in like classic Disney movies and TV shows and like how they used them, how they created them, stuff like that. So these are the bedposts from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> <laughs> but so Disney Plus is up there for me. Um, you probably watch that damn Be Our Chef cooking show, don't I you? I haven't watched that yet. No, but you're not gonna throw Quibi on there. I, I've not looked at Quibi. Quibi is in some serious trouble right now. So they're, they're you not think doing... so? Oh, they had such a massive failure of a launch. They had three hundred thousand really? downloads on the first day, which was like seven percent of what Disney Plus had, and was like something like a fourth of what they were hoping for. And there's some decent content. Well, the problem is nobody wants to watch shows on their phone when they're stuck at home all day, when they can watch shows on their TV. So I, I totally, I watched it on my phone. <laughs> so Dan's one of the 300,000 people. that has Well, I'm right ca- now, I'm in this but... room. I don't, I don't have a TV in here. So, okay. Well, Ooh, fair enough. I should um, buy a TV. <laughs> my top two. I, it, it's, it's Netflix and HBO. I don't know which which order back. You could argue one, two, um, but nah, HBO throw it in there, man. Netflix will always be fine, but like HBO is just I haven't seen a show that is bad. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that's fair. So anyway, and they churn out documentaries like they're just nothing. That's true. So came up with that spur of the moment. That's our uh, top five streaming services list. But yeah, maybe well, you're gonna you're gonna run out of new stuff. Like, new stuff's not coming, dude. Premiere dates are pushed back. Everything's just messed up. Movies so it's going to be, be about, bad. like, it's going to be about what old show are you watching now? I mean, I read something that was saying that there's a possibility that AMC theaters might go out of business altogether. I know. Surely they get some kind of, you know, bailout or bankruptcy or whatever. Maybe. I mean, right? But they're That's like, local business, too, man. That'll make me sad. Well, they're headquartered here. They're owned by a Chinese conglomerate now. Um, oh, that's not local. <laughs> but uh, but their headquarters are in uh, Leewood, I think. That would um, make me sad, and I, I don't. I really enjoyed their. They, they should have took advantage of partnering with some of these studios and letting people continue to use their A list membership and streaming these new theater movies from home, like the new Trolls World yeah. Tour. I'd be watching that in a heartbeat. There might have been a way to do something like that. And I know a lot of the theaters didn't want to release their movies without it. Like Disney didn't want to put Mulan or uh, Black Widow sure. on the Disney Plus or whatnot, which I, I get. But they put Lady and the Tramp on there. Yeah. For launch. But there has to be some of those like B-list movies that were going to come out that like could have found a way. to. I don't know. I'm sure they looked at it and, and maybe they're smarter than I am and couldn't figure it out. But I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. I don't know that people are going to be storming back to get to movie theaters after this. Because think about, like, they're not cleaning those seats after every showing. We're going to be walking around with with wipes in our purses and wallets. You know, we're we're going to be wiping down everything we come in contact with. Yeah, it's going to be weird. 
So, oh, we're all just gonna be real big hermits uh, when this is all over. <laughs> like, hey, Jimmy, you want to go get a bite to eat? No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'll home cook here now. and I'll zoom you, and you cook there, yep. and we'll eat our dinners virtually. I don't go out anymore, and uh, I look more Irish than I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> I do miss travel. I want travel back. Um, I don't know what that'll look like anytime soon. Uh, I don't know what that'll look like long term, but I love... You you want to go to Disney World and they have to take your damn temperature when you go in the park? Right, yeah. Like, I love going to places like Disneyland. I love traveling around the world. I love going all over the country. And it's just, you know, it'll be interesting to see how... I mean, that'll come back in some way at some point. I don't know when, but I know when I'm going through an airport now, I'm going to be washing my hands a hell of a lot more and having hand sanitizer and just being more cognizant of things I touch before I touch my face or eat some food or whatnot. So for real. Yeah. Anyway, I think, uh, I think that's about all we got this week. That's it. So fun time, successful show. Not a bad episode for having no soccer to talk about. In the video, we got the we got matching microphones here. We do. I'm gonna. I was looking at a a, a a microphone stand that I might order. I was looking at a microphone upgrade that I'm kind of eyeing at some point to see. Uh, I've, I've seen that. Yeah, how that might work. So it's better on your posture. I mean, right here, I, I'm super comfy. Whereas you know, you're you're over here and now. You're getting neck problems. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm leaning way forward. Close. I got. You can't see here. I'll tilt my computer down. If I, I got can, my my but, pillow right here. You know. Yeah. I. Uh, well, this isn't gonna work. There it is. It's stacked on some books to try to make my microphone higher, <laughs> so I don't what, have to what lean. Is that? What is that book? But myths what is that oh no it's a book by a couple of youtubers that i like it's called the book ah. of mythicality by some uh a couple of people called Rhett and link that i like their show on youtube so check this them out ad was paid for by <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't checked out their show it's kind of funny um nice but yeah i don't know um thank you guys for sticking with us as yeah. always you know we're gonna if be you guys here. like this let us know in the reviews or the Twitter comments or both. Write us a poem. And we'll, uh, yeah, let us let us know what else we should be talking about. I mean, because we'll, we'll hit all the soccer stuff we can, sports stuff that we can, and then we're going to, you know damn well, we're going to go off on a tangent on some kind of Disney show. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some, and, maybe, and maybe some Quibi. <laughs> you don't have to wait until we put out a call for, for questions on, on Tuesday mornings. Yeah. Uh, you know, our boy Zachary. are open. <laughs> Our boy Zachary sent us a direct message a couple days ago, and we said, yeah, we'll uh, save these questions and talk about them on the pod. So that's totally cool. Um, but, yeah, thank Sweet you guys man. so much for uh, for sticking with us and listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, and at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. Uh, and, yeah, make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a five-star rating and review. But uh, until then, he's Dan, I'm Jimmy, and we'll catch y'all later. See ya. See ya next Quibi.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.